When does it make sense, financial, emotional, to actually continue renting or just dive into the home ownership? You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the one percent wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey, helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity. Get actionable tips and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses! Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Today, I want to talk about a question that comes up a lot, and it is centered around when is it appropriate to rent, and when is it appropriate to actually buy a home? And I think there's some notion around this that we've traditionally been told that it's better to buy than to rent. And everyone from our parents to the banks to the government like encourages us to buy, 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 buy our homes. But I think the times have changed, and I dare you to say that. These authority figures that we trust so much might be slightly out of touch with what's really happening, especially for the younger generation. Now, something else that really is happening at the same time is like the high cost of actually owning real estate, especially in the big cities and the big metro areas. I live in one, so you know, encouraging the younger generation and just anyone really to buy is a bit. Counterproductive, right? Or counterintuitive to that, and so millennials are like opting out to actually being renters, right? Instead of going the route of owning your homes. And I saw some statistics that are kind of interesting. A 30-year-old millennial today, or a group of 30-year-old millennials today, own or 50%, a little, slightly over 50% of them own homes, as compared to a 30-year-old baby boomer. So when they're, this is our parents group, right? Those who are like mid to late 60s, early 70s. So those baby boomers. So when our parents were age 30, 55% of them actually owned homes. So I think definitely things are changing. Definitely things are shifting. So how do we look at this? And really make an educated decision. I want to compare and contrast both of these options because I really believe there's not a right or wrong one for you. It really comes down to understanding what your lifestyle is and what your financial situation. So I'm excited to talk about this topic with you today because I personally have been on the route of both, and it took us some time to figure out what we really wanted for both of us here. So let's kind of. Compare and contrast. What option might be? What option might you consider? So, I want to start with the buying one because I think that's the one that you really want to put out of the way first. If that's not an option for you, right? So, here are some things to think about when you actually buy. So, it's not always about okay, I own a home and whatever expenses I have paying for the home actually are equivalent of when I'm renting one. Right, and we're not really talking right now about like you know the the emotional benefits that this provides, like the stability of being a homeowner and all of that. I want you to look at yes, that's important, and one of the biggest questions you should ask yourself: Are you really planning to 
to put down roots? Are you committed to staying in one place and timeline wise, like for five years or longer? And if you're not, if you see yourself as being mobile and traveling and exploring, then you need to question the decision of buying. Second would be to think about if you're really ready to take on the responsibilities of a homeowner, because homeownership comes with a lot of responsibilities that you're not seeing as a renter. Are you going to be taking care of the property? You need to think about what is going to come up in terms of additional expenses that you're not going to be able to call anyone and say, hey, go come fix my toilet or, you know, there's uh, something going on in the backyard. You know, that's all on you, not only in terms of time commitment, but also financial commitment. And then I think the biggest one of all is like, are you really ready to make the financial sacrifices? Because if you are really working hard and it's a goal to buy, then what are you going to give up? Are you going to give up going on less vacations? Are you going to spend less on eating out because that's where, you know, you need to cut the most expenses so that you can accumulate enough for the down payment, right? Because that's the biggest challenge, especially in the high cost areas, as we mentioned, to come up with a down payment, right? You may be able to afford paying the mortgage, but how do you actually settle in for, you know, for having enough money to put down? So, you know, when you do get into that space and you're ready and you're ready to buy, a lot of times people are sort of look at the situation. Well, if I do own a home, I have a mortgage that I have to pay every month. That on its own, right? They look at the, the buying option is form of forced savings. And I've seen this a lot with clients too is, yeah, it does allow you to, you have to make a mortgage payment because otherwise you're going to be kicked out of your home pretty quick, right? So that allows you to accumulate some growth and equity in the actual home, right? Over time. So you are killing, you know, two birds with one stone by doing that. But I wouldn't make a decision of owning a home because it's going to force you to pay the mortgage. There could be a time when you decide to sell and the market isn't just as favorable. And I mean, this is just one of the reasons, but buying a home has a lot of different reasons why you need to think about. And I recorded another episode just really helping you think through like emotional questions to ask and then really getting down to understand the actual numbers. So go back and listen to that episode. I'll include it in the show notes. Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a 
single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Now, on the flip side of all of this, you know, is renting really a good strategy for you? And a lot of it could be sort of the opposite to questions that you you were answering when you were buying or considering to buy. Like, are you ready to actually, you know, not be able to sit in one, you know, one area? Are you still interested in continuing to travel? And what are your long-term plans? As we talked about in the buying category, that's, you know, what gives you the flexibility. What about your employment, right? Are you are you able to work remotely? Are you able to still have the community that you're interested in, friends, family, and things like that? So renting allows you for those kinds of opportunities because it provides the flexibility. Now, if you don't have the the forced monthly savings, if you want to think about it that way, how else are you going to be saving, right, for the goals that you have ahead of you? And I've had clients that came up with different a different alternative to mimic the home ownership at the same time right have that forced savings strategy so if you're remember that when you think about the cost of owning home and like the mortgage payment property taxes insurance and all the other additional costs that you know that can come up they don't actually equate to your rent payment so you have your rent payment but when you think about the building of the wealth into the future think about maybe potentially investing the difference. Like if, for example, I'll give you some numbers to kind of put it in context. So let's say your rent payment is 2000 or two and a half thousand dollars. And if you were to buy a home in that area that you live in and you pay in this rent payment, let's say the mortgage payment was three and a half thousand dollars. Just it is a totally made up numbers for the sake of the example. So the difference, right, between owning a home and actually just paying the rent is a thousand dollars. So if you wanted to sort of run this model and say, okay, well, I can afford to buy this home, but I don't want to for the reasons that we just discussed. I want the flexibility. I want to travel. My job, you know, potential could be in another area. So don't want to be tied into that. And so the difference of this thousand dollars that I'm giving you in the example could be something that you are saving, right? As you go along. So pretend you do own a home, right? Except that you're not paying the mortgage down. You're just paying your rent and then you're saving the difference. So I've seen this done a number of times. With clients, where you're saving this thousand dollars, saving and investing, I think saving alone isn't going to get you far. As we know, interest rates are pretty low, and there's not a whole lot of interest that you can earn. But investing it to make you, you know, a little bit more money in the long run. So when you think of it that way, and you know, maybe you don't have that opportunity. If you have opportunity to save a hundred dollars a month, that's great too. That kind of starts to get you on the same level as, okay, I'm a homeowner and there's this forced element of saving because I'm paying down the mortgage and, and benefiting from the growth of the actual, you know, real estate as an asset class. So there's a lot of debate about like, okay, is real estate in general going to appreciate as high as stocks and bonds? And has it happened in the past? And is it going to go, is it going to happen in the future? So I want you to think about more about this decision from the standpoint of, are you able to sustain the cost? Do you want the flexibility, right? And also like the big question when you look at this decision financially, 
what are the responsibilities and obligations you have? What if you're still carrying like student loan debt or you have other debt on your books that if you switched from the being a renter, which is nothing really wrong with, to being a homeowner, how does that going to impact your overall financial decision? So renting is not a bad thing at all. Uh, Yuri and I personally rented for a majority of our life together. We wanted the flexibility. We lived in different areas. We lived in the really, still live in a really high cost area and we saved like crazy. And, you know, there definitely is a time in everyone's life when the decision is a lot easier to make. So if anything, I want you to think about not forcing it because it may be just the wrong time to, to make that decision. So either one of these scenarios is definitely a great scenario, but it's a great scenario for your financial situation. So whatever it is that you're reading about, you know, having to be, having to buy a home or, you know, my family's always done it and that's the thing to do. You, you know, you get a job, you get married, have kids and buy a home. Yes, that's probably true, but it is not entirely true and it's not entirely for, for your particular situation. So I am more for weighing in on what is it that you want, how your financial situation stacks up for all of it. And is this really going to be something that's going to make you happy? Right. And so weigh in on these questions because at the end of the day, there's always going to be a debate, right? And the market, the housing market is, is crazy, uh, wherever, you know, you are currently. And I know that even like the pandemic and everything that happened in the last year and a half, right? Sort of put a lot more pressure and more value of, of you owning or having to own your own space because you now spend so much time there. But, you know, I think that wave shall pass. And so making that decision based on what's going on right now, it's just, it's just something, um, I just take extra caution and extra thinking. So I think that at the end of the day, buying a home may make financial sense for you, but evaluate it, analyze it and make decision based on what you can actually afford and how it fits your financial situation. That's all I've got for you today. Remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio. And if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your life.